Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Vegas LA studio. I need your mic on. Oh, whoops. Hi. Okay. <laughs> We're recording for real this time. I am not used to my new equipment still. I still need to buy new equipment since the, the robbery. <laughs> oh, Lord. So Jill was just on Instagram. Well, I just was watching a story and I was like, I want to talk about this. And I want to ask you these questions. Um, you joined a mastermind this year and have really made a lot of changes in your business and, um, like really up leveling. And we just did an episode about taking a pause. So I think this is cool because it's kind of like, okay, what do you do after the pause? And when do you know it's time Mm -hmm. to stop pausing or when to go up or when to shift things? Like sometimes things are just good and you're like, I don't want to do anymore. And then there's other times where you're just like, yeah, now's the time to do it. So kind of want to, I think it's really important that you have times in whether it's in your business, in your life, in your relationship, in your wherever, I don't know, where you're living, where it is good. You know, I think that's one of the things that I don't know that the goal is to always be up leveling all the time, no matter like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we hear this all the time, like entrepreneurship world and whatever, like, you know, if you're not growing, you're stagnating, like all this kind of stuff where like, if you're not producing, then like, I don't know, kill yourself, like whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of, people in, in this space, especially the entrepreneur space where you have, you have this like feeling of constantly needing to be striving. And you and I have been doing this long enough that I've had many pauses. And so if you've not listened to that episode on, on taking a pause and being okay with that, go ahead and listen to it. Um, one of the things that I always remind myself is like, yo, like I want to have a long career and I don't believe that you can have a long career if you're constantly operating in like scarcity and striving for more. And, and I know you and I both have a gratitude practice and that's one of the most important things to be like, okay, and grateful for where you're at. And I think if you miss that and you're feeling like, oh, I need more, I need more. It's so easy, especially in our space to look around and be like, that person's making six figures. That person's making $10,000 a month. That person is, you know, getting in, I don't know, Forbes list, like 40 under four, whatever right? It's so easy to look around and go, I should be doing more. I should be striving for more. What I have created, you can be creating something amazing, but you're like, it's not good enough. I think that's a miserable place to live personally. And I think if you can honor some of the pauses and honor some of the just maintenance, to be honest, especially like you and I talk a lot about body struggles and things like that. Dude, I'm in maintenance with my body. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to fucking strive. (laughs) Like I'm good. Yep. And I think a lot of, if you do have places in your life where I don't want to call it complacency, but you're okay with maintenance, you're okay with, I'm good there. I don't want to give any more extra effort. I want that part of my life to be automated. That opens up a lot more mental energy for other things where you do want to strive, you know, so I would never take huge uh, steps in my business. If I was really still struggling with my weight, like I just couldn't, right. If I was still struggling with my, my relationship to food and exercise and whatever, and that was taking up a lot of, a lot of part of my brain, I couldn't like try and, and that's honestly why 
I started moderation 365 was to figure out a way to not have to think about food all the time. So I could actually focus on my business. Um, and I think it'll be different for everyone. Um, do you want me to just go into sort of, yeah, like share with the kind of what I'm talking about this year sure. of how you made your shift. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say it probably is about mid last year where, um, I had, it's funny. Cause we actually sort of joke about, we call like my name is like Jillionaire basically. <laughs> so for the last like several years in my business, I've always had around the same amount of revenue and it's been great, but it's in that, like, I don't know, 500 to a thousand, 500,000 to like a million. It's usually right between like six and seven fifty somewhere in there, which is obviously really good. And it's a shitload of money. I'm not complaining, but we like would laugh because for me, it's just, it's always been just pretty regular and it's been fine. And I, you know, I have a great lifestyle and whatever, but it was about mid last year. I was like, you know what? this is great. And I'm grateful for what I've created. I'm grateful for the business and the audience, whatever. And I always feel like that my business kind of serves my soul, but I was like, I think I'm ready for the next level. I think I'm ready for a change mostly because I felt like personally, I've been stagnating in terms of like, honestly, the business that I've been running the last several years is easy. Like it just, it's regular. Like it's like, cool. I, I found it in, it's fine, whatever. I was really craving um, new challenges and learning new skills within the business. And so about how, like midway last year, I was like, I think I'm ready. And at that point I knew that I wouldn't be able to just like start making decisions on my own. So I am a, obviously a lifelong learner as is Danny. So it wasn't a matter of, will I join a mastermind or coaching program next year? It was a matter of who do I want to learn from and who has the brain or the IP or the strategy or whatever that I need to access. Because I, if I want to take a step and I want to kind of up level, I can't just say that and like hope it happens. I actually need the strategy to do it. Um, and so I looked around, I ended up assigning a year long mastermind with James Wedmore, who is a strategist. Um, he's great. And I just sort of finished up my year with him. But first retreat we went to was in February this year. And I, it was, it wasn't a slap in the face, but it was a huge wake up call to the fact that I have been operating as pretty much a solopreneur for the last 10 years. And it's been great. It's been easy. I have one full-time team member, some contractors, no heavy lifting work four hours a day, maybe six hours a day max. Um, and I was like, oh, damn, like if I really want to make a change, I'm going to have to do things differently. And I think to your original question about how do you know when it's time, it's when you are willing to take different action. Now, I think that inspiration is easy. I think motivation is easy. I think thinking or desiring the outcome is easy because I actually had that back in 2018. I joined a mastermind, a high level mastermind in 2018. Um, and I was like seven figure a year. Like I had all these huge goals for the business, but I didn't do anything differently. I mean, yes, I also met Keith that year. So I think that like sort of like a little bit distracted me, but I remember being like, I didn't do anything different. In mm -hmm. fact, I just, I don't know what I thought. I thought like the motivation to do it would have been enough to like do it this year, going into this year, completely different headspace. It was two things. Number one, I'm ready for different actions. Like I'm ready to take different steps to make myself uncomfortable again. And the second part was, um, what was it? I forget, but maybe I'll come back to it. I think <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, for me, that was the biggest thing was just like, okay, am I ready? Like really ready to take, oh, yeah. the second thing was, am I willing to be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Like, and ask for help. 
And that's always been a little bit hard for me in business because that's my area of expertise. So going into a mastermind of people who are further along than me, I was like, all right, I'm ready to humble myself to figure, to, to, to find out what I don't know and start implementing that. So that was also the, the other kind of pact I made with myself. I said, I will join this mastermind and I'm going to commit to being vulnerable and asking for help. And those two things have, yeah, we've increased the revenue in the business like 61% this year so far, and we're on track for seven figures by the end of the year. So cool. It's so, I, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like what you said is so true, which is the motivation can be easy. The wanting something different or the wanting the outcome could be easy. I mean, how many times have you and I talked about writing a book and doing the Ted talk, those kind of things where last year I was like, okay, I'm really going to try. Like I've been saying since 2013, I want to do a Ted talk. And it wasn't until 2020 where I'm like, I'm finally going to do this and fill out applications and actively go after it and do the thing. And it's, it's very interesting that you do have to get to a place. If you're just like, I want this thing and I want, you know, you want the outcome, but are you willing to do something different and take different actions? And I think that is a big piece, but I also do think your second point, which is probably even bigger and probably even more for a lot of women on here is the asking for help and not admitting. It's not about admitting you're wrong or you can't do it. I think that's the fear in our mind. We're like, people are going to know I'm not the expert. I can't do it all myself. And it's not that at all. It's just asking for help. I'm inspired by people who are really good at delegating and are really good at asking for help when they don't know, because I've always been that if we're doing a group project, I'm doing the group, like I'm taking over and I'm making sure we get the good grade and I'm not going to, it's like, I am trying really hard to learn to ask for more help and to delegate more. And it's definitely a challenge for me, but I think what you've done is you've been asking for help. You've been delegating, you've been hiring new people and realizing that to get to one place, you to get to the place you want to go, you can't go alone. Like they have, there is that quote of like, if you want to go somewhere fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with a team or something like that. Like go with, don't grab, grab some fucking people. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Get in a car, (laughs) but it's so true. I mean, obviously when you there, I used to have this mentor who would always say, slow down to go fast. And I think that's the sphere of sometimes when we are trying to go to the next level, we have to actually stop and slow down and maybe even tread water for a minute in our minds. Like if you think you're not doing things that you're not getting ahead, but we actually sometimes need to stop, like pass some things out, delegate some things in order to go farther faster. And so that slowing down to go fast feels a little counterintuitive, but you're perfect example. That's exactly what I did this year. So Mm -hmm. we were actually supposed to, that was February. We were actually supposed to launch a brand new product in April. And I just, I tabled it. I was literally like, we're not going to do that. Actually, like we have, we've created so many amazing things. Let's focus on what we already have. And I hired six new team members over the last six months. So, and it was a matter of like me getting them in, training them up. We took all of my products and I had, I don't know, fucking probably a couple dozen different products and services on all different websites. We put everything in one place. Like we just had to do a lot of housekeeping. Like my, um, my brother, Danny works for me and he's sort of like my right-hand man. And he calls himself a janitor. Like he's like, literally like I'm just cleaning (laughs) shit up. Like that's so for the last six months, we've just been cleaning things up because we know that in order to get to the next level, we can't have things all over the place. And that's a lot of what we've done. Um, The other thing I will say, and this goes to just, and, and we can kind of talk about this from like the body of food obsession, exercise obsession, body obsession uh, angle too. The other reason why I knew it was time to level up 
was because I got to the point where my, the way I was doing things wasn't actually working. So Mm -hmm. I actually got, I got caught in like what I call, what I'm now calling an autonomy trap. And maybe this has happened to you too. Maybe you're a personal trainer or, or you're working with, you know, clients in the service industry and you maybe you're operating in scarcity. So you keep saying yes to people and you keep taking whatever money and you might have a full roster, but you're miserable and you go, okay, the thing that I thought I wanted, which was making more money, I'm actually, I've hamstrung myself because now I have no time. I have no time to do anything. So what happened at the end of 2020, especially was, especially with the pandemic, a lot of people came and wanted to learn online business it was great for the business. We had a lot of new clients come in. I didn't have anywhere to put them. So I was like, I guess I'll take you on as a one-on-one client. So I was booking out, Danny knows, like, I would be like, I can't even like talk to you on a Tuesday or Wednesday and it's fine. And I love coaching, but they were just long stacked days. I have had more appointments on my schedule this year than I have any other year. And so I always say, and I think this is Danny's value system too, like my biggest value, personal value is autonomy. And I kept not bringing on team members because I was like, I want my autonomy. I don't want to have to manage anyone. I have to coach anyone. So the, what I was actually trying to get by not bringing team members on was making more work for me. So the thing I wanted, which was autonomy, I was taking away myself. Like I got to this point where I was like, oh, I keep saying I want autonomy. And like, literally I'm putting a prison of my own making. So I had to look at that and be like, okay. And this is the same thing that happened with the sort of like when I got fed up with the body stuff was I was like, the thing I keep trying to make happen is making me so miserable that like, I'll do anything different. So when I brought on team members back in February, I was like, anyone can do anything. Like delegation did not become an issue. I was like, you want that? You can take that. Anyone can take that. Like, I didn't care if it went wrong. I was like, anyone can take anything because I'm so fucking overwhelmed. Same exact thing happened with body stuff. I was like, honestly, I'm so sick of doing things this way. I don't even give a shit if I gain 50 pounds because I just can't keep doing it this way. So I think in short, you'll know because you're just fucking fed up. You're just like, actually anything would be better than this misery that I've created. Yes. Yes. I relate on all those levels. I remember the the body stuff where I was weighing and measuring and the first night that I didn't pull out the food scale to like weigh my chicken mentally, I kind of freaked out, but I was like, I can't do this the rest of my life. And what am I supposed to go to a restaurant and like pull this out? And I'm tired of not enjoying times with friends and people like going out to eat with so much anxiety. And I remember looking around the table going, nobody here else is thinking about this, but me. And they're having conversations and they're laughing and I'm not present here. I'm not here. Like my head is going, how big is this? How much does it weigh? How many minutes of cardio am I going to have to do after this meal? And I was just like, I don't even like life anymore. And I was jealous of the people who just seemed to not be thinking about it. And I'm like, I need mental freedom. And that was a big piece of just going, you know, we got to do something different and try and say anything. If I gain weight, I gain weight. Like at this point, I'm just willing to look different even and let go of that. I think the business thing is really, um, an interesting place. Cause we, I feel like you and I were both there in 2017, 2018 of like, yes, let's go to the next level. And it's like, but we were having a lot of fun on the outside and we were, we didn't want to do anything different because business was easy. And also we were able to like have a little fun. I think I wanted it in theory. Like I wanted, like, I think I was like, I want a seven figure business because I got caught up in like the scene. Like I was in a mastermind that I felt like was very sceny and very clicky. And it was like, that was the benchmark. And like, it was like, it was all like wrapped up into my ego at the time. Yeah. But looking back, 
that's all it was for me. It was like, it was an ego thing because if I really wanted it, I would have actually taken the steps to do it. Or I would have even cared about the steps. In fact, I don't know what I thought I would do just like more of the same. And I think that's one of also my mantras. And if you're, this is also really important. Part of this is what got you here. Won't get you there. Mm -hmm. What got you here. Won't get you there. So especially with like the body obsession, food obsession stuff, I was like, I want to have a better relationship with food. And I keep trying to do it through this old paradigm. Like I keep trying to be like this week, I'm going to be, I'm going to eat super clean. I'm going to do it. And then I kept binging. I kept binging every weekend. I had to like, just lift my head up and be like, that's not actually working anymore. So if I do want something different, what got you here won't get you there. And so for me in the business sense, and if you guys are listening to this and you're like, yes, I feel like I'm like, I might be ready in 2022, or like I might be, ask yourself, are you willing to take different action? Because it's not enough to just wish it. It's not enough to just want it. It's not enough to just, uh, you know, put it up on your dream board or whatever. Like it's not enough to do that. You have to ask yourself in real time, am I willing to make the opposite decision that I normally would? Am I willing to make the most uncomfortable decision? Am I willing to make a more scary decision? Am I willing to ask myself, put myself on the hook a little bit more? Like literally it's risk. It feels like risk because doing something familiar is easy. It's a status quo. So in order to get you from, and I'll never forget this quote from Brenda Burchard. And I think this is so important. He says, the biggest impediment to more success is some success. Mm-hmm. Cause you're just like, I'm good. Right. Like I'm good. Right. It's yeah. this complacency. And by the way, I don't think complacency is bad. I think that can be a great place to just hang out. And I think we all need to have times in our life and we will have times in our life where we just put shit on autopilot. And I think that's fine, especially if you're going through like some relationship stuff. Sorry, your business on autopilot. It just is, it has to be. So there's times where something just goes on the back burner depending on, but then you're like, okay, I'm clear. And in order to get to the next level, you have to like, you have to take different actions. The biggest impediment to more success is some success. Cause once you have a little bit of success, you're like, this is great. This is good, which is fine. But realizing if you do want to get to the next level that yeah, it's different actions. It's not different thinking. Yeah, no, it's not different thinking, different actions, but also not even, okay. Being willing for sure. Being willing to take different actions and then also setting up your environment in a way that you Mm. are able to. Mm. So if you are also going through something wild and crazy, like you're going through a divorce, maybe you're like, this isn't the best time, or I'm going to change everything in my business when my whole life has, is falling apart or changing, or I just had a baby or whatever, something kind of crazy going on. You know, for me, like this last year, we've talked about my mom was sick and there was all this stuff going on. And I had to make a conscious decision that a lot of stuff I wanted to do was going to be put on hold until that was either until I hired a caretaker for her and could have something else take that off my plate because it was me just beating myself up over and over of things I couldn't do. And it just, it wasn't helping. So you have to be willing to make, take different actions, but also make sure your life is ready to take those different actions and Mm -hmm. set yourself up for success. So if you know, the certain actions, the new actions you need to take are going to require a babysitter or something else that you need to bring in. You need to make sure that you're also ready to to take that action so that you could take the other actions. Yeah. Like and you also your need environment. The, yes. Your environment, your resources, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was in a good place to bring on people financially too. You know, I can't be like, I have no money and I need to bring on people. Like yeah. that, I wouldn't have been, I would have been like, Nope, I got to go alone for a while. Like I got to make some money, some seed money and have some resources so I can start paying people. So there's also like to you, like you said, environmental needs, tactical, you know, places you have to like look around and go, cool. Can I grow from here? Um, 
And I love that example. We've talked about that before with your mom is just going like, and it happens all the time. If you are going through, and I, I work with a lot of clients who go through divorces while they're trying to build their business. And as much as they want to build their business, cause they're like this thing, like this is mine. I want to make it successful. They just don't have the mental resources at that moment. As much as they want to pour into their business, because this thing over here is not certain it's taking, but it's still taking so much brain power, the relationship stuff. And it should, you guys, it will be over at some point, but when you're going through that, just allow yourself to go through it and have the full experience and just be in that place and put the other parts of your life on autopilot, because at some point you'll be ready to go again. Like online business isn't going anywhere stuff isn't going anywhere. Like there's plenty of time to do all the things you have to ask yourself is now the time though. Mm -hmm. And if it is awesome, then like strap in, but get laser fucking focused. Keith and I actually talked about that. He was like, he was like, I'm really proud of you for, um, you know, saying back in the beginning of the year that you want to do things differently. And actually I can see you doing them. Like you're checking them off the list. Like you're actually, you're doing not that he, you know, not that I don't do, but he was like, I'm really proud of you for like, you know, saying you were going to do stuff. And then you just did it like you fucking did it. And so, but that's taken time away from us, you know, like mm-hmm. that's taken time away from us. Like where are we, some days we just don't see each other that much, whatever. Um, so you do, it is, you do have to, what's it called? The like the law of trade-offs, you know, there yeah. are some trade-offs that need to happen. And it, you know, like to, to that point is that maybe one of the reasons why it didn't work out in the past or why you didn't hit that level was not that, that you didn't want it enough. Cause I, I feel like there's so many like manifestation coaches and things. It's like, if you want it and you believe it and you can see it, like you can see it and you can want it, but it is actually shifting and, and deciding, do I want that more than this? Do I want my relationship, does that need to take more time than my business and, and making sure everybody's on board. So Mm -hmm. a lot of decisions we make like this, when we're wanting to change, level up, um, just make a shift is seeing who else is on board and supporting you because you, and I mean, you and I both see this a lot with entrepreneurs and people who are starting off of feeling like they don't have the support and ultimately their quote failure or their, their reason for not hitting their goals is they didn't have the full support. And so they fell back into old patterns of just trying to make sure everything was okay. So back to the environment thing, it's Mm -hmm. also, who are you around? Who's helping you? Who can you lean on for support? And do you need to get in different groups and different circles? Maybe support looks like hiring a coach, getting in the right mastermind, getting the people who can help you get to that next level and shine on your blind spots, because there are often like, you don't know what you don't know. And there are a lot of things that maybe you are missing that don't have to be difficult. That could be very easy for someone else to spot. It's like when you got your sunglasses on your head and you're looking all around the house for your fucking sunglasses, you can't leave. (laughs) And someone stares at you and they're like, they're on your head dipshit. And so you're, you're like, Oh, thanks. Um, you know, someone else just to look at your stuff and point it out and help you. And it goes back to asking for help, but asking the right people for help and getting that circle of support around you. And even like when you talk to Keith, it's like, Hey, here's what I'm doing. It might take away from some things. It might take away from us a little bit, but here's like my goal. And he was like, yeah, I'll support you and happy to see you do it. And so I think there's not only the support in like the tactical side and getting the support on what you're wanting to do and ask for help, but then also your relationships around you, having them, letting them in on what you're trying to do so that you can also receive support from them as well. Even if it's just emotional support or just understanding where you're at. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I know we've done whole episodes. I think we've done separate episodes on like, you know, how to choose mentors and like what to look for if you are looking to level up. Um, I think that's a huge piece of it, especially if like you're doing something that not a lot of people in your life have ever done. So like, um, you know, if you're trying to like start a business, you're trying to grow an online business, whatever, you might like literally have no one in your life that understands what you're trying to do. And not only do they, can they not like help you sort of strategically, but maybe they even doubt you, you know, maybe they even, and it's funny because actually we talked in the last episode about Will Smith's book. And one of the things he said in the book was when he didn't go to college because his mom was very like focused on education and wanted him to go to college. And like, that was her thing was like, he thought, she thought like college was like your ticket to like success. And he just said, I'm going to be a rapper. And she goes, well, you can't be a rapper because I don't know what that is. And, you know, like you can't make it as a rapper. And Will said what she meant when she said that was, I can't be a rapper, right? Like, I don't know what that is. I can't do it. So when someone tells you that they can't do something, what they're really saying is that they can't do it. So if you're surrounded by people who are like, that would never work, you could never do that. It's probably because that they they don't feel like they could do it or they just don't understand. So you do need to maybe sometimes pay to get into some spaces where not only people get it, but they're like, fuck yeah, not only can you do that, but then you can also do this and you can go here and you can do this and you need to have possibility people around you. So like, to your point, I think it's a lot harder if you're surrounded by people who are like naysayers or doubters or small thinkers, you know, and it's fine. It works for a lot of people, but if you want something bigger, you have got to be in rooms and around people who really have the, not only the uh, support, but also the tactics to help you do it. I love it. And even the accountability there, I think there's the piece of just saying, like, if you really do yeah. Remember you, remember you said, yeah, you're like, Hey, this is what I want to do. I mean, that's why high, that's why people hire coaches, hire trainers for a lot of reasons. I, I think too, that having a singular focus helps, um, you know, like you were really in on your business this year, you weren't also running a marathon and trying to write a book and, you know, doing six different things. Yeah. And like being on like Bumble and like going on like five days a week, like I was in 2017. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, exactly. You know, it's funny because you and I actually said that back in like, I think we said that like 2016, 2017, we were looking around and there were a lot of people who are friends of ours who are in really great relationships. And we were like, you know, I think we kind of said it like a little bit, um, bitter yeah. at the time, but we were like, well, must be nice be for them. Easy. Yeah. They don't need to worry about their relationship because they're solid. They just get to be successful in their business. Right. And I think there's something to that, you know, and I think you and I are both experiencing that where we're solid in our relationships right now. Like I'm not trying to date. I'm not trying to go yeah. out and trying to meet people, you know, and if you're in that phase in your life, it's okay to take away from your business a little bit. It's okay to take away from some other things. You know, I know we were definitely drinking more alcohol, like health wasn't top of the list at that time. So I think looking at the three sort of big areas, health, wealth, relationships, and sometimes one of them is going to be up and the other two are going to be down and maybe they make a switch at some point. So I think it's okay to not be doing everything on all cylinders all the time and law of trade-offs. What's important to you this year? what can go on the back burner, what's an autopilot, what's just being automated and you know, what's solid and what can I improve on and, and being very just intentional with that. That was the biggest difference this year. It wasn't, it wasn't the intention, I think. Yeah. I think there's something to be said. It's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I do remember saying like, Oh, it's easy <laughs> for them nice. to be making so much money and being rich when they don't have their life falling apart and, everything, <laughs> you know, collapsing around them. Like, 
the meme with the fire, like this is fine. Right. Um, I think autopilot is something we should probably do an entire episode on this, but something that I think is, so I do. And in fact, you guys can get this download. If you go to the best life podcast, Instagram on our link tree, I think we have a link tree. There is a link where you can get a download, um, for these like playlists for all of our episodes. So there's that, like you you can find playlists for relationships, for entrepreneurship, for money stuff, for travel. So if you are like, you really like a certain topic we talk about, I have it all, we have it all uh, listed out by which episodes, but we also have, um, and maybe it's not there anymore. I'm going to have to maybe fix this, but there is a priorities webinar that I did a couple of years back. And it's also in the happiness diet. And we sell the happiness diet at the happiness diet.com. But I talk about priorities and like prioritizing things. And so when I used to work with a lot of women, we'd sit down, I go, well, what are your priorities? And more often than not, they'd say things like my family and God or God and my family. And I'm like, okay. And then I'd say, let's look at like your life. And when you're looking at what they're actually doing, it's like, where is God in this equation or your family? Like you don't even see your kids or your husband or whatever. And I think people would say these Mm. things because they thought that there was a quote, right answer, or they wanted it to be like, they wanted their family to be first, but the reality was their body was first or their business was first. And so I think what's important to know is that not everything can be number one priority at all times, but it's also okay to not have your family be first. So I have like these six priorities. So it's health, uh, like health and wellness, educational, social, spiritual, um, family, and uh, I guess work, something like that. Um, and so I'm like, you need a list. So what's number one. And so I usually have people list their number and we do it by the month. So it's like, what is if, and the question I usually ask is if by the end of the month, you only got your shit together in this one thing, what would it be? And usually there's just one thing that month that you can focus on. And so you can't say family every single month and it's okay not to. So this is what I mean by saying it's okay not to, it's the autopilot thing. So when things are good, like we're talking about our body right now, I'm not dieting. Jill's not dieting. We're not training for any marathons or triathlons or anything. Uh, you know, you're exercising consistently, you're eating pretty good. So let's say of those six things, your health and wellness is number six. That doesn't mean it's the least important. Like when you're prioritizing, it just means like it's good. So I don't need to push it. Doesn't need a lot of attention. So I think we need to really Mm. understand too, that autopilot is a good thing for some things. And it can also help you. At least it helped me kind of shift my idea of what priorities are. Cause I used to always think, well, shit, my priority needs to be my marriage always. And, but sometimes it wasn't, it was like, sometimes we were good. Like we were dating, we were happy. Things were great in my relationship. And I'm like, my priority needs to be my finances right now. But I felt like this guilt Mm. that my marriage wasn't number one. And I think it's really important to shift the idea of your priorities, meaning that's the most priority doesn't necessarily mean that's the most important thing in your life. Like your kids or your relationships, your parents, whoever could be the very most important thing, but doesn't mean it's the priority. Priority is like what's taking your time and where are you putting your, your energy? So I want people to kind of really consider that things on autopilot can actually be okay. And they can move down on the priorities list. And it doesn't mean they're not important. It just Mm. means they're good. Yeah. I love that because all six of those things are important. You know what you listed out. I mean, I think everyone would be like, oh, all six are important. You know, and it's, it's interesting how like other people perceive it too. So I said to Keith the other day, you know, we're going to Hawaii for a couple of weeks and I was like, as a a kind of vacation, I'm going to work a little bit, but um, and I was said, I'm really looking forward to, you know, just having some like QT, like we're even leaving the dog at home. Like we're just like having some QT, the two of us. And, um, and I was like, you know, cause he was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, you know, I just feel like this year I've been working a lot. I've been working more. And he just goes, 
he goes, you have, he goes, but we've still had a, you know, we've still spent a lot of time together. And I was like, yeah, we have, you know, so like what I consider to be like, is he okay? He's like, yeah, like things, you know, I still feel like we spent a a good amount of quality time. So he wasn't even noticing that it was that much different. So I think, you know, I I love the idea that something can be on autopilot. It just, it doesn't mean it's not a priority. It's just like not right the second because things are good there. So it's not like all six of them are just blowing up and you're like, oh, which one do I need to prioritize? Like you hopefully have a couple that are just feeling like good and easy and automated. Totally. I mean, for me, like social on that list, especially during 2020, it was like right. social was last, not because it didn't matter, but it's like, I can't, we can't see people. So right. that's just on the bottom. It's not a priority and it's, it's fine. And like my friendships were really good. And so there are just times where certain things need to be number one. Not everything can be number one. You can't say your health is the most important and your business is the most important and your relationships. You just can't say that they're all equally important at all times. They're, they're not, and they cannot be now they can be important to you. And in the big grand scheme of things, like if we're looking at your life priorities, maybe family and God are important to you or whatever. But if you're looking at like this week, that needs what needs to get done or today, what needs to get done, maybe you're not worried about like spending all your time with your partner and and going down that path. You know, there are certain things where it changes day to day. Like you can have your overall values and I think values and priorities maybe are separate too. your values will help you figure out your priorities. But I think priorities are really more about the like month to month, week to week, what gets done and what needs to like come forward. And I think that there is a lot to be said for things being on autopilot. And and then you also have to be careful. Like there's caveats to all this. Like if something is on autopilot long enough. It's probably good. You know, if you're just like coasting in your It'll relationship, yeah. then it's probably going to be f- something's going on at some point. You can't just coast through uh, a marriage or a lot of relationships. You can't coast through your business at all times, but that's when you switch the priorities. Like Jill was saying at the beginning of this, like I was good. Things were going great in my business. I was making a good amount of money. Not like you were coasting, but kind of like just coasting. And then it was like, okay, now it's time to like put some fuel on the fire and like blow this up this year. And because my relationship's good now, so I can kind of swap and kind of take time from one and put it to the other. It doesn't mean I don't like my relationship anymore. It just means this is where I want to put my focus and energy because it makes me feel good. And I want to feel that sense of accomplishment. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to look at everything as a whole, realize it can't all be like balanced and equal and be okay with like taking you need to look at things like we, we have this pie of time. That's so funny. You said, that. I was just going to say that we have a pie chart where it's finite, right? <laughs> yes. The yeah. Amount of energy or more resources or whatever is finite. And the, the, the piece of the pie changes from, I love how you use month to month too, because I think it can change that fast. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, definitely last year for me was, you know, I was looking at priorities and I do this, I have a planner and I literally look at every single month and just do those six things. And I put number one, two, three, four, five, six. And for a couple months, it was like family was number one. It was my mom's health. And then after she passed, then I was like, my number one was like my health and my mental health and getting myself back together. And so that's kind of been some focus for me the last couple months. And probably January, it's going to switch back to my business. But right now it's like, I need to get my mental health, my physical health back because I know that makes me feel better. And when I feel better, I could do more work. And so you have to look at just these seasons of life and also be open to things changing and stuff happening and, you know, moves. And there's all kinds of things that will bump things out from where they quote should be. But I don't think getting, you know, beating yourself up over 
or thinking things need to be a certain way helps you. I think it's important that we can kind of shift uh, our perception of like what's important versus priority and not put them in the same bucket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also realizing that like all the things are always going to be there, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just, it's almost like, you know, you just decide, okay, like now this is on, on deck, right. Then this is going back to the back burner, you know? So, you know, there's plenty of time to do all the things, but not everything can be equally important at the same time and making a conscious decision to, if you are going to change one of those areas of your life and focus more on it, then what are you willing to like kind of beginning of this conversation? What are you willing to do differently? That's really what it takes. Like we can't just sit around being like, I want to have the thing. It's like, cool. Like if I say this is going to be priority, then it really needs to. And like you had alluded look at your actions. And if your actions don't show, like, I forget, is it Ramit that says like, if you want to know what your priorities are, look at your bank statement, Mm -hmm. where are you spending money? You know, Mm -hmm. like that will tell you, are you spending money on courses and books and things like that? Are you, are you spending money on like drinks and TVs and, you know, designer shoes? Again, no, there's no judgment about it. But if you say like, yeah, I want to build my business. Like, are you investing? That was huge for me. You know, I can, I sit around being like, I want to create this business, but I'm like, okay, where am I actually putting my money? Am I investing in the access to the strategy and the the brain that I need access to to get to that next level? So I think you're also where you put your dollars will show where your priorities are. Mm, so good. I mean, it's such a great example. I've been kind of, I've been doing a lot of health stuff. I've been getting some labs done and I've been working with actually kind of working with a little bit of a health coach and kind of getting some stuff back on track with me. And like, when you're going through relationship stuff, are you like paying a relationship coach or a counselor yep. or something like that? I mean, totally. I think where you, it's kind of like, we say we vote with our dollars, like what we're buying and what we're yep. spending. It's actually a really great point. So maybe if you're kind of wondering if you're like, I feel out of alignment, maybe take a look at your bank statement and go, oh shit this is what I've been doing. (laughs) It might be a good wake up call for you. (laughs) You're like, I'm really passionate about coffee. I'm really, really target is on my (laughs) target. I'm really excited about such a good conversation as they always are. Thank you guys so much. Would love to know sort of how you, if you are, I don't know, we're coming up to the end of the year. I think it's a good, good conversation to have Mm -hmm. for like, you know, we're like about a month out from the end of the year. Look at what, like consciously look at what do you want to manifest in 2022? What does that look like for you out of those six, you know, areas that Danny mentioned, which one is good, which one is going to be the, the most important starting out? Do you need to have a better relationship with your body? Do you need to have a better relationship with food? Do you want to double down in your relationship and clean some things up there? Do you really want to level up in your business? Do you, and are you putting the dollars behind that decision? And so think about for yourself, this is just a good, like wrap up to like, what is the first, even just first quarter of next year look like for you? Um, I knew coming into it, I knew that I wanted to be in a mastermind. I knew that the type of like Intel intellect brain that I needed access to, I knew who had it and I was ready to do the things. Um, so what's your plan? Like, yes, make the declare where, where in your life you want to double down on. And then what step or steps are you willing to take that are different than what you've been doing currently? And again, if it's not the time, it's not the time, but you'll know, you'll know. You'll know when you know, yep. love y'all so much. We will see you on the Instagram. We'll see you in the Facebook group at the podcast.com and hope to see you on the next episode. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.